0: please a million
1: money
2: what's going on everyone welcome back to the Intermission sports podcast as always i'm your host alex once again you know your favorite football editor, Dalton Rice, is here. What's going on, Dalton? What's up, fellas? How are we? We uh, we got Goldie making his podcast debut. You see him every week on Goldie's Takes, and he's bringing heat today with that is two sh- article. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Goldie? hey, I wasn't
1: I wasn't dogging on two. It's more from a Dolphins fan perspective. Gotta get that out there.
2: Yeah, it, it didn't say exactly two O was bad. It was like what the Dolphins should do, and it was a pretty good article.
3: Not gonna lie, not a big deal. Appreciate and- it. Yeah, yeah, the Dolphins. Wow. Dolphins fandom, you know, they're finally coming into their own, you know, getting a good team. Yeah. I mean,
1: we've been living with years of mediocrity for a long time. And with Tua, I just think that's setting us up for another 10 years of mediocrity. I think it's
2: time to move off. That's a hot take right there. Hot take. That's,
3: you got to put that in the year. The Dolphins finally beat out the Patriots and they're not happy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm very happy with what the Dolphins did last season. I'm just saying there's
2: always room to improve. All right, all right. Let's uh let's chill here with the dolphin slander just for a bit. What's going on to our special guest? It's our buddy Justin Harshaw. You know, me, Goldie, and Dalton all somehow played hockey with him. And Justin's the reason why Dalton's at the intermission. So how are we doing boys? A, good, to, a, good to good to hear it's from a good you. Good little guys connection. And... Yeah. It's been a while, buddy.
3: It is it has been way too long. So it, it's good to see all three of you right now. Florida man has not been around in Florida. That's, it. that's all. We're <laughs> okay. Florida man
0: is currently playing hockey in Florida right now, so that's
3: Florida man. Great
2: are guy. you at the bubble right now? I am at the bubble right now. Yeah, so we are definitely going to talk a little bit about that ah uh, luxury life you guys are living down in ah uh, at the bubble, eh?
0: I would love to. It's it's been amazing here. I've I've enjoyed almost almost every second of. It. I can tell
2: every every two days you're posting yourself on the freaking teas. I'm like, all right, bud.
0: Yeah, kids playing yeah. more golf and hockey these days. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, our daily, our daily life right now has been, I mean, we wake up, we got like a nine a.m. skate, not too bad, um, which is usually played at one of the, like one of the youth rinks that like we grew up playing in. So like, it's always good to be back there. We get back around twelve, and then we're just we're teeing up for a good round of golf. And then we're done by four, and most of the boys are they're playing like. Spike ball, cornhole, or football—something on the. They have a full turf field, like right next to our condo, so we use that every day. Sounds it's, better it's than the NHL good
2: setup, eh? The That's the NHL bubble.
0: It's. I mean, it's been pretty good. They've done a really good job, um, with like situating. I mean, getting buses. They everybody's going on coach buses. Um, and right now you have, you have thirty teams in the Premier League. You have fifteen. 13 at NCDC, and then you have another 15 teams at the Elite. So you have right now, I mean, a good at least 60 teams here. And we had the we had the professional women's hockey team here that was scrimmaging all the NCDC teams and a couple of premier teams as well. So they just left yesterday.
2: Are you guys eating Nobu for dinner too? Like, what's popping? You guys got like little Nobu takeout? It's funny.
0: I mean, I only order takeout every Friday, and I'll probably order takeout tomorrow because it's my birthday, but there
2: we go. Happy well, birthday to, hard to hard birthday. Big Harvey. Yeah, Big birthday crazy. boy. Twenty twenty years. It's it's insane. So, dude, we knew yeah. each other since we were like freaking eight, nine. Yeah. You were like, like that. my
1: first friend in the world of hockey. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we went to elementary school together, too. We went to elementary
1: school <laughs> and then you, you were <laughs> on my first ever in-house team. So, like, yes. I, I just cowboys. set it up,
0: you know? The cowboys, yes. The cowboys,
1: we had the green jerseys. I'll never forget. True.
0: Indeed, yeah so I mean, to
1: skate yeah. <laughs> it was my learn to skate it was my first time yeah
0: <laughs> so but yeah it's been nice here i mean like i wish i could describe the setup right now but i mean it's just like we've we're staying in a beautiful two-bedroom condo nice kitchen and everything um which is honestly it was this setup is bigger than my apartment that was in maine so i'm loving it right now and it's nice because we're all in these like little clusters so there's like 35 40 clusters and that houses like 40 people in each cluster because it's it's a big resort so we have both of the twin city teams our ncdc team and our premier team all in one big cluster so it's nice to like see everyone um all the time and we're always having like I'm, we're never having dinner alone which is nice like the least i've had with with people wise has been like six people at a dinner most of the time it's like 15 or 16 people which is it's pretty nice and uh I think what's good about the league too is they've been doing a really good job COVID wise. Um, I mean, it's not really like a bubble. It's more of a hub city um, because there's still other people on the resort as well. I mean, we have right now like 95% of the resort. Um, Yeah. Something like that. And there's still other people in the resort. And I mean, it's not, it's not really a bubble, but they've done a really good job. I mean we get tested once every three to four days um and we've had no no one's had any positive cases that we know of so far which has been it's been pretty good so
2: the boys must be buzzing that they got to leave Maine when it's freaking cold as hell out there right
0: yeah a lot of it a lot of the leagues or a lot of the teams are they're pretty happy about it um and we have a lot of guys that are from Maine on our team so they are definitely culture shocked um and they want to try it. What's It's funny because they want to try to hit everything on the list. Like they're, they're looking for these little pawns and they're trying to find like gators. Like they're, they're just trying to find like the stereotypical. Uh, they want the full Florida, Florida experience.
1: They're trying they to be the,
2: Florida, the Florida, Florida man. They're trying they to wrestle full, gators. I
1: mean, they've, yeah. heard, they've heard so many great things about Florida man that they're just like, I, I need to experience it for myself.
2: You guys need to steal a gator. And just like, you know how like some teams like player of the game gets like a hard hat or like a belt or something. Just like give the boys a gator. Like yeah, an actual what, gator.
0: Player of the game um, gets the gator head. We're thinking of printing out on a plaque that says Florida man with like a blank mugshot, and then like if you win it, you put your mugshot
2: on there. So, How many Florida guys are on the team? Are you the only one? I'm the only one. All right, so, so we got to put your face on the plaque. That's what we got to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that's what that's what should happen definitely. So it it feels good to because every, every time we go to a game um like we played in Brandon this morning and everybody's like asking me to and outs of the ranks or what's like what's the rank like things like that um so it feels good plus uh it's been it's been nice cuz my dad's been able to watch almost every single game um we've had five games and he's been to four of them and I've had points in all of them so um
2: not a big deal
0: no yeah a not a, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah honestly i'm i'm playing great right now i don't mean to toot my own horn but it's it was a slow start at the beginning of the year but ever since i got to florida i've been playing really well so
2: harsha got back to florida heard the heard the girls and the lightning scouts were there so he started lighting the lamp
1: hey home
0: he's, playing,
3: he's playing here. his
1: home state like he's got his mojo back gotta love that
2: hometown here right
0: <laughs> definitely a lot of confidence definitely definitely a lot of confidence uh i mean there's no fans like it's literally my dad in the stands so like. <laughs> It's 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 been
2: it's been pretty cool.
1: That's pretty cool though. You're skating around. You look in the crowd and you see a you see a familiar face.
2: Like you see big you see oh, big John out there. You're freaking, you're freaking wheeling down the side and you see John up there like there. We just go. like
1: just like we were playing in squirts, looking at crowds, see your dad, absolutely. Lovely.
2: Yeah. Well, our dads <laughs> and, were in JPs when we were playing squirts, yeah, drinking yeah, at the bar. True, but,
3: very <laughs> true. So yeah, what you're saying is that that you get more fans at NMH, JV games than you did yeah. now. A hundred percent. 100 percent 100
0: percent yeah so it's it's i think uh i think shane cloverty's dad uh keith is gonna make uh He's gonna make yeah he's gonna come to one of the games he's been texting me about trying to come so i think keith will be a special guest there as well
1: speaking about shane i'm supposed to play basketball with the kid later today
2: yeah small
1: ucf he does
2: it does. Does everyone go to UCF? I found I found out Shield goes to UCF yesterday. Yeah,
1: yo, you, I, I didn't even know he was writing. That's so cool that he's he, part of the team
2: he, now. He emailed me, and then he's like, "Yeah, I go to UCF." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, Goldie's yeah. always posting about your stuff," and I'm like, "Wait a minute, why are you at UCF?" So,
1: yeah, yeah, whole crew's at UCF. Spot to be, hundred percent is,
3: and it's crazy. And Dalton, where are you right now? Where are you located? So I'm I'm back home right now. Um, so I was a I was a day student in high school. I lived, you know, five minutes from well, less than five minutes from school. Um, I'm in Greenfield now, just there the summer. Uh, but I go to Quinnipiac in Hamden, Connecticut, number yeah. 10 ranked in the country now, men's hockey. Oh, oh, yeah. The boys are yeah. buzzing. Um, but yeah, I've been home since like November. Uh, because you know, we had a few, a few frat guys uh go to a big party venue down near Yale. Uh, 500 people the Thursday before Halloween, and we had 300 positive cases by the yeah. next Wednesday.
2: Brad was buzzing wow. on the yeah. natty lights and got everyone kicked out of school. Is that what happened? Yeah, Remember?
1: at UCF, at UCF, we call that Friday. Yeah. So...
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like Tuesday, man. Like, like... <laughs> the ultimate. You to the, the, school. You yeah,
2: go to go like no, the Knights Library cool. and start buzzing. Yeah,
1: we got we have too many spots open right now. <laughs> you know, Governor Ron said all all units go and and florida took that and they ran with it you know uh um,
2: Ron, ron's like let them all in we don't care let them let them in let them in. <laughs>
1: oh what
0: the God. kids play <laughs> that's, that's literally what it's been like i mean i know i know a lot of junior teams are down here for hockey i know now there's a lot of like u18 teams and u16 teams from like connecticut massachusetts that are now moved down here almost permanently just because the, the rest restrictions D are not There's like
2: no restrictions. You got to bust it down to the yeah. red states, boys. That's how you're going <laughs> to yeah. get some hockey in. <laughs> that's,
0: that's what it's looking like.
2: Hey, whatever you got to do to get on the ice, am I right? <laughs> I haven't touched ice since March. Yeah. And that ice was like the frozen ice outside. I was wh- oh. whipping it on our uh, custom mini lake at Ryerson because they got the Zam. So what they do is there's like a lake and they flood the lake and it's in the middle of the campus and they bring the Zam out every night, make sure it's nice and uh, ready to wheel. And that's pretty cool. So, so are you, are you back up at school? Yeah, now I'm back in Toronto, but our school has been online since March and we're not going back until hopefully next September because wow. they we're on lockdown right now, stay at home orders. So technically you're not allowed to leave your house. What's, exactly.
1: what's what's a day in the life for for bomber like what do well, you look, uh,
2: currently uh bomber's on day six of his 14-day quarantine because yeah. not only when you fly to a canada you have to have a negative covid test which i did you have to quarantine for 14 days Big old Rob Ford, my boy down here. Is it Rob Ford or Doug Ford? I don't know. Whichever Ford is like alive and because it used to be Rob dead. Okay, so Rob's dead. So big Dougie, Dougie over here is taking this seriously. He's like, nah, you boys gotta stay home for fourteen days. Seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fine if you leave. I'm like, I ain't leaving, Dougie. I'm not getting fine. I ain't leaving, Dougie. So basically, what we do here is I sit on my couch, I edit articles, edit podcasts. Um, I eat like a thousand calories a day because you need that calorie to fish it, you know. You know, the vibes because there's no gyms open, so you gotta keep nice and healthy. And then we wait till seven o'clock and watch a hockey game. So tonight we got the Panthers wheeling it.
1: Yes, sir. Go Panthers. Yep. Big dubs tonight. You know, Bob's back in that.
2: Big Bobrovsky.
1: Yeah, dude, but Dreider's has been good or Dredger, however you say his name. The the other that, guy. The backup. The backup should be the starter.
2: Dude, yeah. two goalie tandems are going to win the cup this year. Let's look at all the contending teams just in the North Division. So Toronto, Anderson, Campbell, Montreal, Swiss Allen, cheese. huh? Anderson, Swiss cheese. Yeah, so that's why you got well, Campbell. He's okay. He's good. Al- I, don't, I don't know. Freddie's a little shaky, but I don't think he's Swiss cheese. But like Toronto, they have two, Montreal. Jake Allen's a sick backup. Um, Edmonton's getting absolutely pumped right now. They can't do anything. Winnipeg's got a pretty decent tandem. Florida's got a decent tandem. Like the boys are buzzing.
0: Yeah. I I, I think Florida's gonna struggle. Um, I think Florida's gonna struggle. They they're, didn't look and, that
2: they didn't look that good against Chicago in the opener. And that's against a really like depleted
3: Chicago team. Yeah. They're a good young team though, Florida is like they'll be fine. Yeah. I
0: mean the only thing they
3: got going for them is fans are a lot of games. I mean, NHL they're one
0: of the leaders. One. They are in Charlotte, right now. Boston. Are we really? Yeah, Austin yes. Arizona because wow. we're I the never only playing in fans.
1: That. I never thought I'd hear that in my life. Yeah, Florida so, Panthers. Lead it looks against. like
2: there's more people at the games now than there used to be too.
1: I, I was about to say the same thing.
2: Like, Dude, kidding? they had Goldstein on the broadcast. Like, yeah, twenty five percent capacity, but it all sold out. They wanted more. I'm like. Man, people in Florida are so fair weather. Like, they only care when something's popping. Like,
3: I'm gonna see the Miami cool. Marlins have like a sold out stadium. Cause if they're, the they're
2: Marlins ever win. sell out a stadium and they're not in the World Series, I don't know what's going on.
3: Like, COVID happening. They're gonna be like, like the one team in, in the MLB that has like a, like, allowed to have fans. And only way that around.
2: the Marlins Park sells out is so they have a Trump rally there, an anti mask <laughs> rally.
3: But I think I
0: think that's what the problem is with Florida and sports is that there's so much
2: to do here that you're not going to get everybody in one place. Exactly. Like look at Kansas City. What's popping in Kansas City? No wonder they can fit like 300,000 people if they wanted to.
1: Yo, that place looked full this weekend. Like it not was
2: full, popping.
1: not full, but like as yeah. far as COVID fans go, like they had a ton of people. Well, did in that you
2: see building. the Clemson UM game at Death Valley? That looked like there wasn't the a seat of like there were they were like twelve thousand people. I'm like, there's like sixty thousand there. So.
1: And that that's such a fine line too, because like, at what point are you, like, yeah, it's great getting fans in there, but like, at what point are you being stupid? You know? <laughs> yeah. And like, giving literally everyone COVID, like.
0: There is no such thing as stupid, Florida.
1: That's very true.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really political, no, honestly. I, I just don't like get involved in it too much. But I just, the only tendency I've seen is like most of the red states allowing fans.
2: Like, there you go, baby. That's just what it is. Like I know and, some uh, teams in
1: Texas are allowing fans too. Like I think the Rockets the, are fans. did. You
2: see the Canelo fight? It looked packed in there, and they're in San Antonio. <laughs> they were busting it down there. Yeah, gotta love it. <laughs>
0: So like I think that, but then I'm also like I'm torn because I see the Panthers allowing fans, but then I don't see the Lightning allowing fans. And the Heat so by the light that's, that's why the Lightning fans. want and to the Heat and the Heat aren't allowing fans.
1: I, I, think, I think I heard the Heat are starting to allow fans in like a couple of weeks.
2: Okay, so I think the- like
1: beginning of February. I don't dude.
0: know, dude.
2: Keep those COVID-infested uh, Florida fans away from our Heat team. We've already been depleted <laughs> enough. Like, half the team that COVID twice already, like, please, keep no. them away from the AAA. Mommy, My God. You are in trouble? They've, they've been struggling they this. Lo- they need Oladipo, or they need, they need a They might need Beal. No,
1: we need wings. We got too many guards on the team. We lost Jay Crowder. We lost Derek Jones yeah. Jr. We, we don't have any wings.
2: They lost. They lost two defending wings. We
1: yeah. We need those guys because
2: they thought they were gonna get Giannis.
1: Right. We missed on Giannis.
2: Tyler Hero is like like is a bucket though. He's He's a, 100%. a bucket. Hundred percent. He's a bucket. Kendrick Nunn needs yeah. to get traded. My boy's boosting his trade value up so much right now. Yo, he was get hooping last him. night. I don't know if he, he was like hooping. Him. He was hooping. You need yeah, to get rid of him now. Last night.
1: Dude, honestly, I like none. What we had going last year with none starting with none, Robinson, Jimmy, Bam, and Myers Leonard. That lineup worked.
2: Myers Leonard is terrible now. <laughs> no, he's so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> Goldie, you're doing. You know, it.
1: You're, you're, kind you of know going, you're not wrong, but you got Kelly
2: O. Oh, that boy Kelly Olinick from Clampoons, Ontario, or um, man Clampoons, BC, wherever he's from. That boy's a legend. Yeah. Amazing.
1: When I was, when I was younger and I had the long hair, p- people would sometimes mistake me for Kelly Olynyk's little brother. Not Goldies look
2: like a different athlete in every state of his life. He looked like <laughs> Kelly Olynyk. He looked like Trevor Lawrence for a bit, but now he cut the flow. So
1: I did, I cut the flow and honestly, I kind of regret it. You know, um, I think I'm growing it back out. I really do.
2: Oh, the flow's mm-hmm. coming back. You and Caldwell needed to just grow out the flow.
1: Dude, Caldwell, Jesus. Who knows?
2: Maybe happen. I'll gain 100 pounds so we can just get the boys back together.
1: I don't think Duncan will ever grow his hair out again. I've talked to him about it, and he's like, yeah, I miss it, but, like, the short hair is just a, so much better. looking." chick
2: guy. magnet, buddy's He's it, absolutely wheeling. I was about to say. You, you no see idea, the, bro.
1: Duncan, yeah. Duncan does his thing up here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's hope Tim's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> um so Harsha, wonder, how's it wait go ahead Harshaw? oh no no you can answer you're good i was gonna say yeah, what's what's it like just being back in florida but well, you kind of answered that already um i mean
0: i never i never really like grew up i would say like i never really hung out in northern florida i guess yeah you call it northern florida tampa not really but i mean i stayed
2: southern florida all my life so yeah, we stayed. We stayed in the nine five four. You know, we held it, it down it, for a while. Yeah.
0: yeah, or the or the three oh
3: five.
0: nice.
1: It's still like a new environment for you.
0: Yeah, it's it's still new, but I mean, like I said, my two worlds are colliding again. Like just going back to all these like youth hockey rinks. You know, I'm looking up and I'm seeing like Labor Day championship banners and just like
2: you, the tournaments the that I played in. You like see some yeah, kids name like? I tucked them in the boards like seven years ago. I remember that. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, like and it's it's nice because you see all the Florida guys. What's nice about the bubble too is you see all these Florida kids that you grew up with. Um so if you remember, well Jamie knows him, but Ben Canine, he's he's coming I think in a couple of days. Yeah, he um, said he was coming yeah.
2: down a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago. So
0: yeah, he's I think he's coming up Thursday or some somewhere around there. Um but yeah, you see all these guys like Johnny Herd, Nick Nickamaya. Um Nick I think. Yeah. I, well, okay, so you remember that name? So I i just caught up with him today. I played, I played against with him, him when I was seven on that How's, Nick How's
1: Nick doing? How's Nick He's doing good. He's he doing like good. six
0: feet tall now. Uh just a couple inches taller than me. Um where does looked- he play these days? New Jersey Hitman. Okay. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so we played against him this morning. Um and it was good to talk to him as well. So um But yeah, I mean, just like playing all these Florida kids again more frequently because when we were up north, we were only playing two or three teams. Those were like we could only play in Maine and we could only play in New Hampshire. Mass was completely closed down, but they didn't care because there were good 10, 11 teams alone in Mass. So they could play against each other all the time. Um, But yeah, I've just passed like I've seen so many people from NMH High School, from Kent Hill High School um and then even youth kids that i played against or was on teams with so it's been
1: the old i feel like the older you get in the world of hockey like the world it just becomes a smaller and smaller world like you're always running into different kids that you know from wherever you know like you might have played a tournament with them five six years back and like, like oh i remember you i don't know what just happened i got timed out no Maybe. you're good you're good can you guys still see me yeah we heard
2: you too you're good you're good yeah, I'm lost right now. I can't. You're on, you're on a roll, buddy. <laughs> I was, but now I can't see you, boys. Goldie's heater of the week sounded nice. Oh. You can't see us, eh? I can't see you. Well, while Goldie finishes uh, fixes his technical di- difficulties, let's talk a little bit about Dalton and Harshaw playing high school hockey together at the bar and what was going on there, boys.
3: Oh yeah, my. Some, I mean, some some good old JV prep hockey, you know. Uh, some, some, went to Northfield Mount Hermon grew up there my mom was a custodian there so you know i went there for free it was a it was a nice experience i played jv there for five years surprisingly um in eighth grade i was their practice goalie um because you know no one wanted to play goalie back then uh but their team was sick and then once i was a freshman there so this is like 2015 i think i was a freshman there um you know that all those guys got pulled to the varsity because they were struggling for guys and they just got a new coach a few years ago and they've been electric since then. Uh, we used to never get anyone that went to college from that that varsity team. And they have tons of guys going D1, D3 now. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the guys in my grade were like the first ones that were really going D1. Uh, Eric Green, he's a, he's a backup goalie for UMass Lowell now. You got um, Valcat, Kyle Valcat. Yep. Right. Yeah, you got tons of guys playing. They, they got some of them playing juniors now, too, in the States. But, um, yeah, they they've been pumping out guys that were just super talented, and they got them now playing playing D one, playing some playing some juniors. But you know, there always was us That's JV guys, good. us us JV guys. You know, uh, right next door in the trailer locker rooms, uh, you know, kind of doing our own thing. We had the same kind of travel schedule. Practiced at night every night, five days a week. We had a five o'clock to like six thirty practice every night yeah so you, know, you, you miss dinner every night because the dining hall would not open before five o'clock
1: we had that um, same thing at telton man yeah
3: yeah our, our practice was like 5 20 it started and you know you got to get ready so there's no chance to go get food
1: oh um, yeah you get like, back like, to the dining hall and they like throw you some slop and they're like yeah you eat in five minutes you gotta be out of
3: here they get some bagels and rice and, and some, some like rice cakes for dinner yeah, pretty much.
1: that's it yeah did you guys like yeah. sage dining over there
3: um, no, but I had sage dining
0: at Kenso yeah sage dining is terrible. It's like serious, terrible I think we call it I forget what it was, it, it yeah, was I, the NmH food was really good I mean besides okay. rushing up to practice with five minutes left and it's all completely cold, their food was very good yeah I, I mean, be like
1: I shouldn't be knocking on sage that much because like it wasn't that bad but like I think they purposely made it kind of not good. Hear me out because there was another spot on campus called rusty's den and like you had to pay but like it was fire you know so well, like, that
0: was the, that's i think that's just a prep school like that's just a prep school thing
1: yeah. like
0: i don't know if it's i mean at least at nmh you had the i forget it was the it was the den i think something book like Bookstore, like that it the, was. Bo- the book bookstore. yeah so they had and it was the same thing It canceled. they just it was great food but obviously, you're paying like six, seven bucks for a sandwich, yeah. and I don't know if they purposely made the food worse at the dining hall.
2: I
1: don't know, but, but like, golden that conspiracy is a, hat comes that on. That is a conspiracy. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: You always want to explain what uh for me who went to public school my whole life. You always want to explain what Sage Dining is.
1: Okay, so Sage Dining is just like the the like company that like cooks the food. And like, okay, okay. There were good days and there were bad days, but like the bad days were so much worse than the good days were good. You hear what I'm saying? Like, there were days where like kids would go to the dining hall, see what's for lunch or dinner, and they were just like, "This is not okay." And everyone would go over to Rusty's Den, and like they'd be making bank at like at the like the cat the little cafe like in the student center.
3: So yeah, all of ours was like in house at Mount Hermon because like they hired cooks and like dining staff yeah um, well i yeah, at NMH,
0: i wasn't surprised that the food was good because they had like you know how every school is like a little community service thing at nmh you were required to do four hours a week of service and i'm sure da- i Dalton had the option to do it in the summer so that was just the legit like that was just the better thing but for me i had three shifts I was an hour and 20 minutes And I was either cutting something in the kitchen, preparing salad. And so, I mean, just doing all like the little like labor stuff so that the cooks didn't have to do like all the little stuff. And they spent,
2: you're like Gordon Ramsay doing, uh, doing like meal prepping for the boys in there. (laughs) Sure. But
0: it was just like the worst, like the stuff that none of the cooks wanted to do, like just sit there and cut vegetables or peel potatoes for an hour. Like we would have to do that. Yeah. yeah,
3: I did the I did the dining hall one that was like the like doing dishes, and like cleaning yeah. tables. So those so people have their nasty ass bowls and plates to put on the conveyor belt, and you have to sit there like taking everything off and drying it off. And but also like it was a it might have been like a you know like a fancy prep school, but we were in a small town like that's because kind of where I'm from, it's a big farming community, so we had because it was called work job you were assigned you had to do a specific amount of hours every day um we had to do farm work jobs so over the summer it'd be a hundred degrees outside and i had to go bale hay like or like pick like pick weeds like it was you're, just, sure you're not from
2: like alberta or something that's what it sounds like you're like in the middle of Alberta. Like, it
3: was just like so boonies like bum fuck nowhere like i don't know something it it.
1: was the fact that they goofed you because when parents weekend came They were whipping up the best food that they had in stock. And it was,
2: of course they're like, the parents parents are coming in.
1: Oh my God. They're serving you this beautiful meal every night. Like, and that's where they get you. That's where they get you. Well, it's
2: because you boys are you boys are dropping the racks on that on that prep school. So like when the when the when the parents are coming in with the checkbooks, they got to be like, all right, we we need to bump the quality up. We need to we that need is, to get it going. That is exactly. They, they parents, bring Gordon
1: Ramsay in for parents weekend. And parents
3: weekend, yeah. visitor days, and Mountain Day. We had yeah. the best breakfast in the whole world. Like they chef for us. Like, if, like, I would literally, because, like, like, you know, I don't need to go to school in the morning to eat breakfast. Like, because, like, I'm obviously at home. I live three minutes away. But I would wake up, like, an extra 45 minutes early just to get there for some, like, some fire breakfast. Dude, yeah. they, they got, on parents' day, they got Guy Fieri, like,
2: cooking it up in the back. And then every other day, they got Harshaw and the boys just whipping up, <laughs> like, vegetables or something.
0: Literally, bro. Yeah, you you could see the change, too, because the only difference The two days that were really good were Wednesdays and Saturdays, which were both game days for prep school. We would play on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And I remember specifically, Dalton, Dalton, you were there, I'm pretty sure. Um, But it was a Thursday. And I was like, why is the food so good today? And all of a sudden you see um, a UNC commit Andrew Playtech come out from this, uh, it was like a back dining room. It was a private dining room. And all of a sudden you see head coach of UNC Roy Williams walk out of the (laughs) dining room They're the head
3: coach of a top 10 program in the country. Yeah. That was the year after they won the national championship. Like it's like the summer, it's like the off season of them winning the national championship. Cause I remember I was like up at the drink station. It's like, we have like this fridge of like little like half gallons of milk and like the Gatorade dispenser, like the iced teas, coffee and everything like that. I'm sitting there getting like one of those tiny little cups of Gatorade. And Roy Williams stands like literally like one person away from it. Like I was like I was like starstruck. That's Dude, like I mean, the like the winningest coach in like the history of college basketball. Just imagine like Roy
2: is. wants like the red Gatorade and Dalton takes the last bit <laughs> of it, and buddy, Buddy's just like
3: damn. Yeah, you just took the last
1: Gatorade from Roy Williams.
3: <laughs> How do you I'll feel? Out. <laughs> yeah. I'm dropping out of high school. I'm sorry, Roy. <laughs> but yeah, no, pre- like like prep school hockey is like it's like crazy because like like my brother went to public school it's like i know how they work you know like they go to school during the day and like you get to go home do whatever and then you i can either drive with your family or like you take the bus to the game like like probably 30 minutes away prep school like you're looking at like up to like maybe like a four hour trip just to get there for a game like i was we didn't have too many of those because you know like jv but like if your bus ride was over two hours like you'd have like people like looking it up like like beforehand like making sure the trip was like over two hours because if it was we'd get the coach buses there you go yeah other than that like if it was less than two hours you get those yellow school buses and we had like a big team like we're talking mm-hmm. like 20 ish people like plus plus. Yeah. and you know there's no place to put like underneath the seats for gear so there's like nine seats taken up of goalie pads and sticks and fat hockey bags so like the one privilege i think of like playing jv my whole entire four years of high school was the fact that as a senior i got to sit in the back and i never had to sit next to anyone there if you go. were a freshman you were doubling up behind coach cater oh. uh you know, you know and it was your job to get the bags on the bus you had to make sure that we got the snacks that was like the one nice part about J V, you know, no matter how bad you were at hockey, you were a top dog if you were senior. Yeah, that's
0: that was the biggest change for me from NMH to Kenzo was the bus rides. For us, if we wanted to play, we weren't a good varsity team. Like we were we were top I mean out of like 70 teams, we were like in the 40s and 50s every year. Um and we're in Maine. So like the closest team we had was 45 minutes. And if we wanted to go play like a good team like Tilton, We'd have to go three hours and there's other schools that were just like, they're four or five hours away. And we are like, hey, like we played you last year at your place, can you come here? And they were like, no, we don't really need to play you. So we had all these trips, like we played, um, we played, oh, I'm blanking out with the school name right now, but it was in Connecticut. Oh, Brunswick school, we played Brunswick school and it was an eight hour bus ride and it it was brutal. It was all in one day, we got up at 4.30, we got to the rink at like twelve. We played them. We tied them somehow, and then we drove back. And it was just like was the worst thing ever. So our average bus rides were like four to five hours
2: Jeez, just to play like teams and that. Just roading it to Tampa every week. It was, it was
0: it was brutal. And for me, like I, honestly, that was like it was mentally it wasn't that bad. Like if if you told me I'm going like you're going through three different states you're like, oh, okay, that's not terrible for four hours. But if you told me, yeah, I got to go from, like, Fort Lauderdale to Tampa for a game, I would be like, that's absurd. um, that's,
2: that's That's like
1: basically, like, the equivalent of what you were doing. Like,
2: yeah. Like, some of the schedules they had us doing back when we played in Florida were just stupid. It's like, yeah, you boys got, like, a freaking 8 a.m. game on a Thursday in, like, Tampa. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, That's whenever we like- play those tournaments, they had, like, they would always schedule, like, the South Florida team. Like, all right, boys, you guys, first of all, there's no, there's still school on Friday. They're like, yeah, we're going to schedule you at, like, 9.30 on a Thursday. So, I'm like, what's yeah. even the point of this?
1: No, and then they would always put it at, like, 30, 10 in, like, Fort Myers. So, like, you had that argument. Do we go up the night before? Do yeah. we wake up early on the day of? Like, and, like, I don't, like, you guys, like, Harshawn Bomber, you guys know MG, like, he's <laughs> on the cheaper side. We were getting up at 6 a.m., we were driving.
3: Like, <laughs> that was 100%. literally like my family. Too. I, re- I, I remember, yeah, go ahead, Dalton. So, like, we had, like, so we practiced for, like, this is like my, my travel team. So, I played there from, like, probably, like, 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 learned to skate up until my freshman year of high school, I played there. Like, Tuesday, Thursday, like 6.30 was practice to 7.45 was practice. And then, um, what was it? It was Saturday, Sunday were games. You play the same team on Saturday and Sunday, but you'd split home and away. So, we'd have a game in Troy, New York, which was like a three-hour drive, maybe even more. Like, you know, as a little kid, three-hour drive is like a day's worth. We'd have to drive there and then come back home. And then to play them at home the next day. Like that's just like how the league worked. It was so stupid. But I remember there was one time where we were, we played in Westfield, which is like you know, where like Westfield State University is. Um it's hard like a 45, 50 minute drive. And we had like a like an 8 a.m. game there in the middle of a snowstorm. So you know, I'm the only goalie on the team. And you know, we're getting like behind snow plows and everything. Like it was so bad. Like they would just throw you at 8 a.m. games. An hour away as like a, as like a 10 year old kid. And then, you know, he had the option to stay in a hotel the night before, like parents never took it up. You know, you're, you're waking up at 4. AM we're leaving at five games at eight. Gotta get there.
2: Brutal. All right. So we're back Harsha just showed us a lovely picture. Of Jamie Goldman's old dorm at Tilton, where he has about 374 dining cups stacked up against his wall. Goldie, can you let us in on why you have all these dining cups?
1: Allow me to explain. So, for a while at Tilton, every day I would, when I would leave every meal, whether it was lunch, dinner, I didn't go to breakfast very often, but a breakfast, I would take a paper cup filled with like lemonade or fruit punch or water, or whatever. I was thirsty. And then all of a sudden, one day they, they the, the paper cups were gone. And I wasn't about to stop my tradition of taking a drink every time I left the dining hall. So I started taking the plastic cups and, and I started stacking them up in my room. And then other kids, other kids around the dorm started doing the same thing. And every time they'd be done with their cup, they'd come in my room and they'd put it to the stack. Next thing you know, next thing you know, the stack's this high, this high from the ground. And one day, a dorm parent comes in the room and There's a bunch of kids in my room. We're hanging out, whatever. And the dorm parent goes, Jamie, what am I about to go absolutely berserk on you for? And I go, probably the cups. (laughs) (laughs) And and he goes, yes, the cups. You return them tomorrow morning, breakfast. I was like, okay. The next day, I go into the dining hall with a stack of cups, like this big, bro, in my hands. And I return it to the dining hall. It was the funniest thing ever.
2: (laughs) Tilton's, like, doing their uh, inventory after, like, a couple of weeks. They're like, why do we have seven cups and we have, like, 600 kids in here? What's happening?
1: Yeah, yo. They probably just started to, like, exponentially see their cups decline. And they were like, yo, what's going on here?
2: Whichever JV hockey player was washing the dishes was so happy. They're like, yeah, man. There's, like, four cups today. I'm so happy.
1: Yeah, because all the other ones were in my room. I'm more curious how they... Like,
0: they could have, like, they just went into your room, and they knew it was you. Like, they didn't go looking room by room. Like, was this, no. like, a, a check-in?
1: No, it it, it was honestly kind of crazy that they didn't catch me earlier. Because, like, the cup stack was going for, like, a couple months at this point, And, like, dorm parents would come in every night and be like, hey, like, are you guys studying? Like, whatever. And, like, they'd come in your room and, like, say hi to you every night. And the cups just like they were there all, every single night. And then finally one dorm parent saw them and they were like,
2: you need to get these back. Wait, all what's parents. a dorm parent? Are they like adults? Yeah, living nah, they're
1: campus? adults. They're adults that live in the dorm with you, and they like they they
3: just so make like sure 40 that 40 40-year-old like, RAs older than that. Basically, no, they're Why? they're teachers. They're uh, teachers. Okay. Like they have like families, like their families like live in the dorm, and everything. Like, like those okay. were, like even like I, I was a day suit, like those room checks were terrifying. Every night, you no, know, like Brutal. it wasn't like every day, like they but they'd like, like come poke their head in. Wait, like, were girls allowed in like the boys' rooms? Oh, no,
1: there were, but they were like so restricted rules. Yeah, like, it, was, like, you like, you it was that you had, a, a, dad had three feet on the floor at, at the same time at Tilton.
2: Yep, you had to social distance while you have the girl in your room. Like, your, bitch, door,
3: it was, your door had to be three quarters away open, you have to have some kind of like light on. Um, yeah, yeah and three, in three like three combined feet. So you couldn't lay in bed? Like, you had to have, like, like over the bed? I was a sophomore. We're not breaking like, any
1: rules. You got three feet on the ground. What do you mean? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Doors wide open. You're doing, the, you're doing
2: something that you shouldn't be doing. They're like, well, I got three feet on the floor, so I don't know what you're talking about, boss.
0: It, it felt like every week there was a new rule. Like, I remember it was like, oh, two feet have to be on the bed. And they were assuming that it was for both people. So then, then we're like, okay, it was three feet. Then they were like, just have a light on, just have a light on. And other people were putting like their led lights, making them darker. So then they were like, it needs to be like a 60 watt bulb. Like it needs to be this bright or whatever. And then I remember my sophomore me and my roommate, we had our two, like, like our cabinets, like combined next to each other. And it was blocking one of our beds. Like you couldn't see our bed at all. And so they were like, you have to move it because we have to like visibly see the bed. It was all these rules that were just unenjoyable.
3: Like and at then, that point, don't even bring. Have a room. girl in your room unless you were like a, you had senior privileges, which was oh, like the seniors can bring girls. Yeah, you can have a girl in your room like like with the door closed if you're if you were a senior. With the door locked. But only like during the weekends.
2: Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, you got to yeah, keep, keep it studious. To,
3: like you had to sign in with the girl. And if you want, us, to leave, if you want to leave, plus you-
1: it really depended on which dorm parent was on duty.
3: Which so like, chill, yeah.
1: There were some that were like really chill and they didn't care, and there were some that like were really hardos and like they they wouldn't let you do anything. But like there was this one parent dorm parent, Mr. Moody, who was a Spanish teacher. He was an absolute homie. Walked in <laughs> on this kid and this girl under this kid's bed with a sheet on top, like over it. And there the guy walks in, and he goes, Hey, hey Tay. And then like there's this girl, her, her name's Hope. She was like, Oh, is that Hope under there? And then Tay was like, Yeah. And the Tay, was like, Oh, hi Hope, nice to see you. Walks out.
0: <laughs>
2: Do we have to cut this so this guy doesn't get fired?
1: He already doesn't work at Tilton anymore. So. <laughs> Alright,
2: so we're good. Okay. Is Hope hey, is Hope really gonna really get mad if she not is, uh, is Hope and this other guy gonna get upset when they hear this?
1: No, I doubt it.
3: Are you talking about Tay Lee? I am okay. Hey, back in Korea now. Okay, Okay, he's he's not not listening. listening. kids, like, had privileges. Like, the basketball players, like, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, He lived in the same dorm, like, my best friend lived in, and I'd come to visit during the day. And you would see him. It's, like, 2 o'clock on, like, on a Wednesday. Walk out of his room down the hallway and walk out. Like, open the door in his room, walk out. Like, which, like, was just, like, so against the rules. But, like, he was, like, a big-time basketball player, like, no reprimands for him. Like he would he he like like they were dating. Like she'd bring this girl over every day, no matter what day it was. No sign in, no nothing. And then that she would just like walk out of the dorm. Like say I mean, hi. Yeah, when, when time that we D- try
1: to get this girl up to the dorm for my for my boy. And we had like five boys going the staircase. And then we had the girl and then we had five more guys come in just to like like surround her and like make sure no one saw her and it
3: worked. They just okay. delivered her to the room.
2: Like they were sure. like UPS like expediting the package or something. Basically, like,
3: like, yeah. We were just like bodyguards like the president like walking around. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I went to two prep schools, obviously. So the culture was like completely different at Hill because it was more of like there were a lot more straight people at NMH when like Ken So it was a lot of like bisexual people. So they ended up just not having this rule at all my senior year because my junior year was there, there were more girl on girl hookups caught then guy on girl hookups caught. Yo, so that's they just want
1: like- at Tilton too. And I remember we were like, I was in student government. So like I remember we were writing up like a proposal for like like parietals and like you could go over to like girls' dorms and guys could go over vice versa and stuff. And then they like we got to the point where we were like, yo, like there's a lot of kids here that are that aren't straight. And like that means that it could be happening all the time. Like, do you need yeah. to sign out to go to anyone's room? Like, and it became like this big like question mark and i don't, I don't even remember yeah,
3: how that, that happened that happened the year before i went to mount Hermon too because there was two girls in freshman dorms that were roommates that were like dating and that's why all this like the rules started that's why i got so strict
0: yeah
3: it's because like the parents like obviously it gets to, like the kids find out like they tell their parents whatever because you know you, you're a freshman you, you tell your parents everything like living in a boarding school like well uh depends mistake on mistake number
2: mistake number one <laughs> telling your parents <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, like, so what happened was that these – it was found out, like, these girls were, like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And they they got separated, so they had to change roommates in the same dorm, though. And yeah. then so the parents, obviously, you know, it, it, it was a different time back in 2014. Like, you know, the world's a little different place. The parents like, so, like, why can't my son go see his, his girlfriend and, like, sleep over? And that's when the animates got, like, really tight with, like the, like, the visiting hours and stuff like that.
2: It's funny you guys are like talking about restrictions because like I didn't go to a prep school. So when I moved to my dorm at university, I was like, we're adults. But like, are they going to like not let us have because I've been on like trip for school and they're like, oh, yeah, girls can't be in the room after like a certain time. Or no, you can't even have them in the room. And I'm like, are they just like not going to let us have people in our rooms? And they're like, yeah, here's condoms. I'm like, I'm, like, OK,
3: I guess that's progressive. College is a whole different animal. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's crazy. Prep school, two very different places. I know, I know what Harsha was gonna say because we had like this, so, like it was like a lockdown, no girls. But like, you went to the health center and they had like these little, like like corner tables, buckets the condoms, and there is wicker baskets full of condoms.
1: Tilton never got that progressive. I,
3: like we never got the condom. But it was so strict about not having person of like the opposite gender, or whatever, same gender, or whatever. That it wasn't like it was like a, such like a hush hush thing, like. You know like sex wasn't allowed and like it was like you know like looked down on but then the school is there with like like huge baskets full of condoms it didn't make any sense
2: Tilton didn't give condoms out because they knew if they had them at disposal Goldie was about to go in so they had <laughs> I
1: mean we can just leave that one there honestly
3: <laughs> <sighs> no prep school a different animal especially like you know if you're if you're like an athlete it's like, like yeah, oh, yeah, that must have been sick. Oh, I, on right on. Varsity. I suited up for one varsity game my whole life because yeah. I think we were actually playing Tilton at our home rink. And Ooh. what happened was is that we had three goalies on the team. One of them was, like, going on college colleges and couldn't be there for the game. And the other one, I think, is in Avery Gobo. Uh He plays for Central Connecticut now, I think. Yeah, he had or a- Con College. Con College. Oh, yeah, Con College. Con College. And he had a concussion. So all they were left with was Eric. And the fear was is that like they were going to start running Eric to get him out of the game. Cause there was no backups like at all. So, you know, if you have no goalie, what are you going to do? You're going to have six guys out there and what, you, you know, some big guys going to stand in net, trying to make saves with like, you know, skater gear on. So the coach like asked me to suit up for a game. I'm like, uh, you want me to play in a game against, uh, you know, these D one college players. Like I'm like five, six, like 140 at the time. Like I was tiny. Like up until like my senior year of high school, I was so tiny, and so what I pretty much did was I took one of those like metal folding chairs and like sat off the side of the bench because there wasn't room for me, and I just sat there in my gear the whole entire game. I didn't even go on the ice for warm ups. You didn't want to get hit with the pucks. No, they, they they told me to just like sit there, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, sit sit there looking intimidating so you know they don't run Eric. So like, great, they're gonna see me as t- like a little little five six little little kid. You know, against like you know the kid who's six three, like two hundred pounds playing. You got gold. the
2: BU commit ripping it bar down in warmies, and warm. he yeah. sees five six Dalton sitting on the plastic chair.
3: Yeah, like it didn't make any sense why I was there, but you know what? I suited up for varsity game. It counts in for-
2: elite prospect. Check that so, one off.
3: The ladies saw me. The coaches saw me. My mom went to the game. Like, oh, oh, yeah, the lady saw- the game.
2: Buddy was taking pictures. Like, yeah, I just rep the varsity. A. Eh? I was yeah. probably
3: literally Snapchatting, like, in, like, texting. Like, that's I, I had
1: what I a... loved about Tilton, bro. The JV team was called Varsity B.
3: So, yeah.
1: when, I, when I came home and, like, kids would ask me, like, from Florida, like, oh, like, what team are you on? I would just say, yeah, I'm on the Varsity team.
0: <laughs> Which one?
2: We don't know. They don't even know. Say, I, mean, I think Shattuck's like, have, like, nine teams or something stupid. Yeah, that's – I mean, Shattuck,
1: No, Tilton's Varsity B team – can hang with any JV team or any varsity B team in the country, and you I guys
2: can mop mop Shattics?
1: I I stand by that, bro. Like yeah, no, yeah. the they, varsity B team is the backbone of the school. Like there, there's no beating the B. How good
2: is your varsity A team or whatever they call it?
1: Well, A team the A team was always solid. What was it? My junior year, they won small school, New, like New England prep small school, and um that was probably their best year. And it was awesome because like around the league, like people were like looking down on tilt and then they were like, they, they don't have anything like they- They're not that good. And then we went in, we beat KUA. I forget who else we played, but like we won a couple big time games. We won small school. and It was, just, it was awesome. It was awesome.
3: It's like crazy how like, like varsity hockey nowadays is like, like prep schools at least like, it's like so much smaller now because in the U S development program has just like taken over. If you look at a, like, NHL draft summary, most of the guys in the first round, second round, whatever, are all U.S. development team players.
1: Yeah. The the prep school hockey has, has kind of fallen off a little bit, and it's not prep school's fault. It's just tier one and, like, U.S. development, like you were saying, like, it's completely taken over. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, like you see, retail, everything like that. Like, everyone's going to play for, like, these junior teams that are just, like,
2: what, yeah. what they do here is – so, obviously, most of the good kids in – Ontario go to the OHL so before you go to the OHL you play GTHL and they have the GTHL I don't know if it's the GTHL cup but they do this thing where like I know Shane Wright who's gonna be probably the first it's pick like, in the NHL draft go ahead
0: it's the it's like the Memorial Cup but it's like for oh it's like the OHL cup I think
2: something like that they do they do something like that right no this is, yeah I don't know what it is but they have GTHL teams come play and they went to our barn, Ryerson's. So Ryerson's barn is, you know what the Consmite trophy looks like, right? So on the Consmite trophy is the Maple Leaf Gardens, which we own now. That's really the Mac, Ryerson University. You know, we held it down. They had the Don Mills Flyers play. Shane Wright was on that team. That team was stacked. They filled Ryerson's barn. There's like 7,000, 10,000 seats in there or something stupid. Like, there's a lot of seats and they filled it up. Like, it was crazy. But, like, they take hockey, like, insane here. Like, I went to this rink, and they had, like, GTHL sponsors everywhere. I'm like, these kids are 12. Huh. Like, hold up. AAA, 12 year olds getting recruited. I'm like, it's insane.
1: It's insane, like, the level of talent these days. Like, with the training and, like the like, all, like, the ice available for these young kids, they're just coming in better and better and better every single year.
2: Look at Florida. How many ice rinks have they built since we left? Like it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. It's insane the growth of the sport. It's it's honestly awesome, pretty cool.
2: It's
0: it's nice to see the growth. Like especially like um, you they're building a new rink in Boca for the Panthers, so that's like gonna be another insane. three sheet practice, another uh, three sheet practice facility. But the one thing that still struggles is that it's developing, but it's still keeping the same theme of if you want to play somewhere good, leave at sixteen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I talked, Sheamus, so- I talked to Seamus. I talked to Seamus Casey, and I did a story yeah. with him. And what he told me is like, yeah, at thirteen, I went to Compaware because it's like I need to go play better competition. And the only reason he came back to Florida is because Michigan put this rule in where you couldn't play up. And this kid's too gross to be playing U15 AAA. So he yeah. came down. They made that stacked alliance team with like him and Brindley and a bunch of other like sick D1 prospects. Yeah. That kid's insane. He, he's gonna be the next Quinn News.
0: 100. I think he's the best O4 in the country. The best, like defenseman-wise, he's Jeez he's gross. really good. Like,
2: if you watch his tape, first of all, both both were born in Florida. Both are Michigan. Were Michigan commits. Quinn Hughes obviously played for Michigan. Both played from the national development team, and they both. I think they might wear the same. No, they don't wear the same number. But they're both like the same exact player. And I asked him about really? it. I'm like, you play exactly like Quinn Hughes, and a lot of people compare you to him. What do you think? And like. Buddy's media trained, so he just smirked it off, but he knew.
3: <laughs> and, like, like, college hockey is crazy now, too, because, I mean, again, like, those U.S. development teams, like, those run all year for all – however many years you need to be there. Like, there's, there's levels for you to play, like, U15, U18, U21. Like, there's everything. And, like, college hockey, even, like, you know, like, hockey east, everything like that is suffering because of that, because these kids, like, get schooling. It's, like, very minimal schooling while they're at the development teams. And they get to just play hockey whenever they want. So they they go to like a
2: public high school, like
3: yeah, like we have um this year at Quinnipiac. We got Ty Smolanic, who's from Colorado. He's a, a development team player. Um, You know, he he missed most of the season last year with two injuries, but he came here this year. They I think they've played like seven or eight games this year, and he just hit ten goals yesterday as a freshman. And he was drafted in the third round by the Panthers. Uh, like he and like it's like crazy to see him because like. He's so talented and he's only a freshman in college. But he's been playing for the US development team since he was like probably 14, 15 years old. Like who's yeah,
1: like, been on that national stage for years now. Like, yeah. you know, like,
3: yeah. He's he's been playing against guys who are in the NHL right now, or like in like in the AHL or playing like some what's, development. What's NHL.
2: interesting about the national development team is so what they do is you have those camps when you're like 14, 15, and like you know, like you know, like the hot the hot shot kids, they like they go to the camp, they post like the they're like wearing USA purple jerseys, like hashtag purple team. Like, you know who I'm talking about. They're, none of them make it. But then you got like the real, like, like Randy Hernandez made it. I remember he was like the hot shit in Florida. Cause like Florida kid makes the U16 uh, national development team. Yeah. I remember, I remember 16 and 17.
1: It was the talk of the town in South Florida.
2: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately he didn't get drafted, but now he's playing D1 again. So like, there's a chance like,
3: yep. Yeah. But, like, it, you can see it now. Like, you don't see many people, like, when they get drafted, like, they're not announced as, like, from the University of Michigan. Like, like it's, like, from the U.S. development team. So, we have a it's few guys. Fir- f- like, are-
2: first-rounders are, like, if they're American and they're not playing in Canada, it's, like, U.S. national team. U.S. Yeah. national team. Because, like, you, you, the way the, age, the ages work, it's, like – so, that's why Matthews went to Zurich. Because Matthews like, well, I'm not going to play in college. Like, I'm too good to play in college. I'm going to go play yeah. Switzerland because he tore up the national team.
3: And go play with grown men. I yeah. But, but I think
2: that, that
0: helps their draft stock because the big the big question is, can they play with the big guys? And I think that's why a lot of people think that Jack Hughes is a, a quote-unquote bust right now, just because he was playing with under – like, just playing with, like, U18, U18 U19 guys. Um, but you see a lot of these, like, American guys – um, and you and Canadian guys go play in the Swiss Elite League um, or in the KHL because they've proved if they can even if they're not putting up the right points they're getting a better idea of how physical it is and that they're playing with men.
3: And that's like getting bigger in basketball, and I feel like he's like Lamelo Ball, like RJ Hampton, like these guys are going, like they're like yeah, like they're making money. Like that's a great part about being you know a 18, 19 year old. You can go play in. Where would Lamelo go? He, was he went Australia. to Australia. They both
0: they both went to Australia.
3: Australia in Lamelo played somewhere else, like crazy. He played in Lithuania.
0: Lithuania,
2: <laughs> but that was before, like when when Lamelo went to Lithuania, it was kind of like this is a really long shot of him making the NBA now. And then they took the they took the smart decision to go to Australia, and he played in one of the better international leagues, and he dominated for a good portion. That's why, like, look at Lamelo now, like he looks like, sick.
1: Yo, Lamelo's the real deal. Yeah. I think he's the real deal. He's been putting up triple doubles at th- that young of an age in the NBA. Like, I think and he doesn't
2: start.
3: Yeah, and he's still like, doing that. Who
2: starts for them? Rozier. I don't know. Devonte Graham, Rose- maybe. De-
3: Devonte Graham. They have um Miles Bridges off the bench as well. Bismack Biombo, Gordon Hayward, PJ I- Washington. Like, oh, it's okay. You that's know? the perfect
2: place for him to go though, because like he can really. He looks like he's enjoying it, and he can like Charlotte's been kind of just like a dead team. Even when they had Kemba, no one really cared. There's no hype. That's no, why Kemba left.
1: It's a been small a, market. No offense, but like Charlotte's kind of been a joke our whole lives. Like,
2: I mean, when they were the Bobcats, they won like nine games or something. So I don't
1: yeah. think they won a single playoff game as the Bobcats. Like in that entire.
2: <laughs> did they even make the playoffs?
1: They did. They got swept. Oh, they by swept by the Heat. heat. That's right. Remember, it was like Joshua Roberts versus LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Like, yeah, the Heat are gonna win that series every time
3: like yeah. yeah but like like hockey is like like people you know it's like not one of like the core american sports because you know it's not football it's not it's not baseball it's not basketball but i mean the talent levels of some of these kids getting drafted now is ridiculous like they're 18 19 years old like before like like uh, like the exception of like Connor mcdavid like these guys get drafted and they're, and they're gonna go sit back in the ohl whl uh qmj for like a few years now but you see guys now, um, what's it, uh, Kaprizov from the Wild? He like just is like, yep.
2: gross. Like it's insane yep. how nasty that guy is. Like
3: Tim Tim Sutil. You see guys that are just coming out of nowhere, like playing against grown men, up until the point they get drafted, and they're and they're literally playing twenty plus minutes a game. Dude,
2: Kapprazov twenty three, and he's played six years in the KHL. He was playing at
3: sixteen. That's how nasty this yeah. kid is. Yeah, like. Like, that was, like, unheard of before. Like, you saw these guys because, you know, when you're drafted, you can't go right to the AHL. If you don't make yeah. the NHL roster, you have to go back down to juniors. That's, like, barely a thing anymore. Like, maybe if you're, like, an after 1st round draft pick, you'll go play juniors somewhere. But, but you like, some will
1: even go back to college.
3: Yeah, yeah, or go back to college.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah. like,
3: you see these guys now, like, like, they're going right to the pros. And, like, that says a lot about, like, how things have changed, like, going from, like, a juniors level or, like, you know, like, like – with the equivalent of like a you know a United States high school, like yeah. and now there's like a a, a a kind of gap between the development teams and these guys are going right to the NHL. I personally so hate the uh, NHL. Just- I personally
2: hate the NHL CHL agreement because you look at someone like Nick Robertson. So he's hurt right now. He can play in the NHL, but when he gets back, if the OHL resumes, say in like a month, either he sticks with the Leafs or he goes back to Peterborough, he scored like 100 and something points for two straight years in the OHL. Like, this guy does not need to be playing there.
3: That's like saying McDavid needed to go back down to the Erie Otters after he got drafted. It's just because the yeah. Oilers wanted to save a year of him.
2: Yeah, like McDavid McDavid is just... Like, that kid should have just... They should have just let him play in the NHL at 17. because
1: I was about to say that. I was about to like, say it that.
2: wasn't fair. 200 points a year playing 50 games.
1: Like, it was clear he was out of place in that league like he needed he needed that he needed to be brought up it was, it was he time. does
2: he looks like he doesn't even belong in the nhl like imagine I having know, this...
1: like you put him in the nhl like dude, that yeah works. i know
2: it works but like he's playing against imagine you're like 16 years old you're playing against 18 year old mcdavid in his draft year dude's like putting up 200 points in a season and you're like a fourth liner and you got a matchup against mcdavid like
1: there's no stopping that There's no shame in being that fourth line guy who can't stop McDavid.
2: All
3: the first line guys can't even stop McDavid. (laughs) That's (laughs) like those memes where it's like you know like like the guys like when like you get out of like your fourth period class but realize you have to go like try to tackle Derek Henry after class like that like yeah. Yeah. The
0: the craziest thing about this is the level of competition has gotten so much better as the year go years go on that like he's not gonna even he's not gonna break like Wayne Gretzky's records.
1: No one will That's, ever.
0: No one will ever. That that era and it honestly like soon should be put away and have a new sort of record because there's it's, it's no very, physical record that it's, it's be very.
2: Record. T- it's very tough to kind of dictate like Ovechkin's clearly in my opinion the best pure goal scorer, because yep. he's been
3: he's of our I mean, generation like, at least sense of our gener- the best pure goal scorer
2: because yeah because like look at the way like like I'm no offense like the 80s, but the
3: goalies didn't even go down on their knees. Uh, yeah, no. Like, I, I agree with that. Off the ground. You didn't see guys taking snapshots. It was just literally yeah. just like, pucks is on the ice. Goal. Yeah. Dude, with, if,
2: you had, if you had speed, you just kind of cut to the net and tuck one.
0: I mean, with equipment and technology these days, the way that they're making equipment, the way that people are being trained, it's only going to get better. I mean, yeah. I lose confidence almost every day knowing that there's some 11-year-old in bc
2: that has better
0: hands than me because he's he's been doing drills like that since he was five.
2: Oh yeah we used when, to like we used to just like skate before practice these kids are doing like like jumping over sticks and like putting the puck between their legs like when they're six years old or something stupid that, like, yeah
3: that's what's like hard for me now because I'm, I'm i'm 21 now and you know most guys in nfl probably get the nfl around 21 22 years old it's like like nhl nba like you have guys that are three years younger than me now, like making oh, all insane. NBA teams.
1: Tyler Hero is like nineteen in the NBA Finals.
3: Tyler
2: Hero turning twenty tomorrow, twenty one tomorrow. He shares a birthday with Harshaw. There you go. Wait,
1: was he was he nineteen in the finals or twenty?
2: Nineteen. He's still nine. No, 20. 20, 20. Oh, he was twenty. He's a he's a two thousand, but he's January.
1: Still, absolutely absurd. Like I was in the NBA Finals.
3: I am. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at home. He was in the NBA Finals last year. Yeah, Jays, like
1: it's just absurd. It's just LeBron absurd. Like going cover. around and like lit, like being with kids your age, and then you're sitting, watching, idolizing, this guy, and he's literally younger than you.
2: Like we literally. were, we were like complaining about the World Juniors. I'm like, I'm older than every single kid on Team Canada. I can't say anything. No, like,
1: no.
3: LeBron James on the cover true. of Sports Illustrated when I was like in math class. Like that. Like that's like our age. Like,
1: uh, yeah. no, back to like you're talking about LeBron. LeBron has been on the national stage, national like spotlight since he was 16 years old. It just absolutely blows my mind. Like he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was the most watched high school basketball game ever. Was LeBron versus Melo in like 2002? It's, it's absurd. I
3: wasn't even shaving, and he's on the cover of sport. He's in the cover of Sports Illustrated. Exactly. Like, it's, you know, it's,
1: it's it's insanity. It's absurd. It's absurd. Like the young age, and honestly, more like. I think LeBron's the GOAT. So like, we can get into that another day if you guys want. <laughs> but um it's just incredible that he's never been in trouble. He's never said anything bad with the media. He he's never he's 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 such a like perfect specimen. I, I don't even know what to say about LeBron. And no.
0: good. Oh, the the craziest part about that is like it wasn't like he was raised in a super well neighborhood. Like he was a very poor kid. In Akron. And the craziest, like, him and Jimmy Butler are very similar. Jimmy Butler was, like, raised very poor. And, he was homeless,
3: like, 15 years old. And he's yeah. in the now dropping 40-point dropping triple-doubles against the Lakers in the finals.
1: No, that's, that's absurd. Like, like, I heard a story about LeBron. Like, his his mom was, like, a, like, like, she would always be out. And, like, there would be nights where LeBron wouldn't know if, like, his mom was going to come home, the, like, the next day or, like, the next week or whatever. And – that all of a sudden he becomes the greatest basketball player in the world.
3: That's, that's like the weirdest thing that was like, you think like some of the guys who didn't go to college, like you think like, what was it? like Kevin Garnett didn't go to college. Uh, Kobe didn't go to college. I don't think.
1: Dwight Howard didn't go to college. LeBron. You, like
3: like these guys are like the most, like some of like, they're not like the most, because I was like, you know, Jordan's so he went to UNC. Some of like the legends of the NBA didn't need the bridge to the pros that college basketball is that it is exactly. not. If you don't, if you don't go to college or like you don't play like some kind of like semi-pro basketball, like you don't get drafted. If you didn't yeah. play for university of Virginia, North Carolina, like Kentucky, something like that, you aren't getting drafted anymore. I and think the, high school basketball. And now they're like the best players in the history of basketball.
2: I think the one league where you have to have at least two years of college is the uh, football the NFL
3: because
2: it's not even experience it's like besides the experience like just uh look at the bodies of some of these guys in the NFL I was gonna say physical
1: statures you need
2: those dude imagine like kid that like leaves St. Thomas Aquinas at 18 years old has to go and block Derrick Henry it's not gonna happen
1: that's not happening they need they need the two years at Alabama hitting the weight room every single day, watching film every single day with Nick yeah. Saban teaching you. Like, they need
0: that.
2: They need you need have that. to play at least three years of college football. So you have to complete at least your junior year in order to get drafted in the NFL. Yeah. It's yep. crazy.
3: Well, look at guys like, like DK Metcalf. Like, Damn. you cannot tell me. Like, look at me. I am a junior in college right now. When Derrick Henry got drafted, he was the same age as me. Like, the thing with that, that guy from Baylor, because, you know, you know, Shane Oakman, yeah. he's had some crazy stuff going on with his life outside of football because he obviously didn't get drafted or anything because of yeah. accusations that happened when he was at college. But remember, like, those memes that went viral for, like, a month on hey, Twitter and Instagram? Heads or tails,
2: yeah. we want the ball. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. Okay, Shane. <laughs> like, that guy was an animal. Yeah. And he was playing college football. Like – he couldn't play in the pros. That guy was like 6'5", like 280 probably. Like, he had, he had a 10-pack. Like, he could, like, bench like 600 pounds.
2: Dude, why do you think I didn't play, like, when all my boys like, yo, you should play high school football. I'm like, dude, I go to West Broward. We play Flanagan, St. Thomas, and, like, we play all these schools. You think I want to get wrecked by the Ohio State five-star? That's not play- happening. No, yeah, the <laughs> That's not guy. happening. Oh, yeah. you, can, you can go get the other kid who wants all the – all the girls to look at him because he got the football jersey on, even though he doesn't put on the pads. I'm not getting absolutely like curb stomped by the, uh, by the guy that's going to go play for Nick Saban next week. It's not happening.
3: Yeah. No, yeah, we, we didn't have football. They cut it the year before I went to high school, but I mean like our O-line would have been like some like five foot eight, like a hundred pound Asian kid. Like, just
2: I would have been playing your O-line like me. I would have been your prep, O-line.
1: Doing in prep high, high school football is not the best.
2: Yeah, I mean you're you're
0: talking to a two year starting uh kicker, a kicker? And, a D- and a DB. I and a DB. It. I made I made all New England for DB because it was
3: just like because, um, it's Ben told also, me also, a mean, also, a also, side mean note, Justin yeah. Harshaw is probably the best flag football player in the history of Northwest Mount Herman. <laughs> oh I do remember I remember that. we used to go to tournaments and Harshaw would be just juking people in the field. We played because it was like you had to have like a sports trap. It was like it was like our off season. I think it was like the fall we played flag football. Yep. Shout out Cam Crocker, assistant coach at Stanford University basketball. Yep. He he came in as like a temp teacher. And brought flag football to all of us, like Harsha, like like Connor Terrier, like dragged you down to the field one day. At <laughs> interceptions in one game. Yeah. So
0: I I actually I had this conversation with my parents because, um, I had I think it was ten. 10 D3 offers to go play football. Oh, yeah. Um, with two big in Maine. I think I had four or five in Mass and a couple in New Hampshire. But that was also what I wanted to talk about, too, is how crazy it is for hockey-wise to get into NCAA hockey. It's a lot easier for football just because there's hundreds and hundreds of schools. And there's and I'm way not more saying positions, too. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, at the D1 level, like, yeah, that's super hard. But if you look like D three competition wise,
1: there's so many schools. Like it is very easy to go play D three football. Even even uh even D one too. Like if you look at like March Madness, sixty four teams make the tournament. Yeah. I don't think there's sixty four D one hockey teams.
0: Yeah, there's sixty, just just over sixty.
3: That's different to so, football is that they got that money in, in college football. Even D three, they got the bag like, man money. Yeah, well that's why.
0: More teams don't want to invest into hockey because it takes to start it up, it's really hard. Like most of these teams you see are like club teams, like Penn State a couple years ago. You see Arizona State very recently that already had a team. But to just like start up a D1 hockey
3: program, it takes a lot of money. There's not a
2: lot, there's not a lot of money in the game.
3: Like, Like, you can just like have a turf soccer field and you can put a football team on a turf soccer field.
2: You can put put a
0: soccer soccer team on – yeah, it's very
3: easy. build a rink. Yeah, very, very hard.
0: And it's even scarier because they're talking about putting – that you can get paid for certain states. You can get paid while being in college hockey. And that's going to be really scary because right now NCAA hockey competes with some North American – like a lot of U.S. kids and some Canada kids who don't go play like CHL hockey. Yeah. For some reason. And – That's just the country that you're competing in. NCAA hockey is already super hard. But when you start putting like the entire world or guys that get drafted into the NHL and can just say, oh yeah, I'm going to go get paid and play in college. Like that's just super scary to me because that just slims down your chances.
2: the, The one thing is I don't think necessarily that that would hinder anything really just because the amount of money that a college hockey player will get, unless you're going to BU and like you're actually sick, it's going to be so minuscule to like say a kid as good as Trevor Lawrence going to Clemson when you can probably get a million dollars easily. Sure. um, Cause like Austin Matthews made probably seven figures when he went to Switzerland. So if you're that good, you can probably find a place, whether it's the KHL or like, I don't know. I don't know if OH, I'm going to keep my mouth shut about OHL teams. Cause I want to have a job in the future, but let's just say, <laughs> you can definitely find a couple teams that might be paying a little bit extra for you to, your, uh, your $60 meal plan might have an extra couple zeros on it.
1: I don't know if you guys saw, but a report just came out about I forget if it was the football or the basketball program, but at Tennessee they were putting, McDonald's. they were putting cash in McDonald's bags. To- yeah,
2: yeah, the bag man.
1: Yeah. And like I just saw that story today and I was just like, this is so wild. Like, What a world yeah. we live in.
2: Well, I mean, UM used to take the boys to the strip clubs. Like You remember back when we had the the real swagger canes oh they take God. them to the they take them to the clubs
1: have you seen the 30 for 30s on those
2: probably like 6 times easily yeah
1: absolutely absurd what what went on in the 80s with the university of Miami.
2: shit I, if if i if i got like 200k like in a bag they like yo come to the u you, i I'm get going to i you. get i get a backup ed reed i don't even have to do anything
1: yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> where do i sign <laughs> so
2: give me that national insane. letter like,
0: it's not that much. Like, everybody thinks that, like, giving players, like, money for college is, like, ridiculous. But if you just give them a little bit of money, the university – like, the amount of money that universities make by not – like, that's the reason why their locker rooms and their gyms are just sometimes better than NFL teams. Because like, their are always unbelievable. Unbelievable. The amount of money
1: that Duke made – in like the eleven games that Zion played there, is absurd. And like they yeah. did the same thing with Kyrie, and like all that stuff. Like they're making so much money off these players. You know how many
2: kids applied? To, you know how many kids apply to Alabama just because it's Alabama? Like
1: literally,
0: I, I know kids who didn't high. play
2: didn't play any sports at a, at a level like that. They're like, I want to apply to Alabama, and then it's fifty thousand dollars to go to Alabama per student.
3: Give me a break. Yeah, that's why I, I applied to Ohio State and Purdue and University of Miami. Um Did like you? I'm also not a football player. <laughs> but like I wanted to go there just to get the because like obviously in high school, as I mentioned, like I didn't get the high school football, like the world of high school football experience in high school. Yeah. And I wanted that so bad in college. And then where I, I go now, we don't have football still. Where do you go? But, but they, they still charge us sixty four. I
1: great.
3: They they still charge they still charge us sixty four thousand dollars a year. Holy, oh, you know how much I pay? Ready? I'll give it in U S dollars. Ready?
2: Guess you should get one guess per year.
3: Like nine grand. <laughs> uh, next. Nine Ten hundred.
2: goldie. All right, let's get the exact C A D to USD. am S D. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the exact number I paid this year just for tuition. Like my apartment's more than my tuition, but let's oh, let's, let's round it up. Let's round it up. About five point three, not a big deal. Boom, a year.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah, not bad oh, at all. Canada's great. You can drink at nineteen. You got weed for for nineteen if you like. If you like the uh, the devil's lettuce, um, you pay like five k for school, and we got strip clubs like on every single corner. Get the White beautiful. Claw.
3: The White Claw. I just just got my first one. I'm gonna have to come yeah. up and visit Canada.
2: <laughs> you know you, you have to come you, we just gotta like
1: you know with 19 being the age we could we could do some damage up there
2: oh buddy if they open this place up I know Dalton's gonna come eventually let's just say the boys are gonna have a nice little uh you ever seen the hangover yeah let's, let's just say uh you gotta keep it under under the tabs eh <laughs>
1: Who knows we might be waking up with a tiger in our room. Who knows?
2: There might be there might be a tiger and we might not even be in Toronto. We might be in like Manitoba. We, no, we, we might be wake Manitoba. up in Kansas
1: City and you're just like, <laughs> we wake,
2: we wake up next to like Patrick Mahomes. We're like, yo, how do we get here, bro? Oh my god. Yeah, yo, I'm we're doing.
1: I'm definitely gonna have to take a trip up to Canada. Dude, 100%. they got this
2: place near my school. Five ninety-five Canadian dollars. That's like three U.S. bucks or something for like everything on the menu except the drinks. Probably. Like and four I know. I know stocks. you guys got
1: stronger beer up there too.
2: Oh yeah, we we got the nice we got the nice beer here. We got it. We got this place called the Distillery District where it's just all imported beers. It's sick.
1: Have you heard that song called Stronger Beer?
2: Yep. Yep. I know exactly what. That's the outro song. Intro songs. Mac Miller. Outro song. Stronger Beer.
1: Stronger Beer. That's what we're going I love with. That, in that song where he goes. He goes, for you to get pissed drunk, or no, for us to get pissed drunk, it takes six. But for you, it takes nine. Yeah. I think that's the funniest line, bro, And like, all songs. That's, that's
2: the best song ever, man. Yeah. Okay. And, like,
1: I'm not a Canada boy. Like, you know I'm USA till I die. But, like, respect. Yeah.
3: Like,
1: respect on that note. 100%.
3: I didn't vote for Trump, but, you know, I love America.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to get political. I'm, I'm, not that I'm not a Republican. I'm an American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm right
2: in the middle. So you can just see me right through the middle. Like, look through the viewfinder. You'll see me with my uh, my free health care if I break my leg.
1: <laughs> my free health At the end
2: of the day, Alex still is Florida, man. I am Yo. Florida, man.
1: Alex, are you? Canadian or American?
2: I got the best of both worlds. Ounce, ten,
1: Are you Canadian right or
2: American? Denounce one right now. Well, what do you think, boys?
0: I just the accent. I might have, have to go Canadian.
2: I'll I'll be back. You guys talk and you'll see what I choose. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I think Bomber's a Canadian. Yeah, he's he's, he's like, like
0: like raised in Florida <laughs> and he won't forget that, but
1: but, like, awesome. even growing up, he was always repping Canada. And, yeah. And, like, but he I think played that, hockey yeah. and, like, he ended up going to college up there. He's Canadian.
0: What a weirdo, right?
1: What a weirdo. <laughs> Could not be me. So, like, yeah,
0: I bet I bet you he puts on his jersey right now.
1: No, he's definitely coming back with, like, a Canada flag draped on him. Uh, like... You're right, Justin. I got my jersey <laughs> on. <laughs> what,
0: I, what did I say?
2: Wait, what did probably, I say? I knew right away. I have a moose somewhere, too. A moose? <laughs> I got
1: a moose somewhere. Dude, I, I'll never forget it. I actually saw a moose like coming back from Tilton one day. Like, you got a moose, boys. Of course you do. It's a
2: hockey playing moose. I think it somebody lights up too. A, somebody gave me a bald eagle
1: stat. Like
2: <laughs> where's the where's the moose uh? Yeah, I got a moose. He lights up sometimes.
1: He lights up. Sometimes
0: yeah, I remember when I went to Kent's. We were only four hour. We were only a four and a half to our, hour drive to Quebec City, and guys oh, were yeah. just like, "And it was, it's nineteen to drink." It's actually eighteen. 18. It's Quebec. Eighteen to drink. Those boys and, get lit in Quebec. Yeah. Merci
2: beaucoup. Stache stash Alexis Lafreniere. <laughs>
0: the yeah, yeah. And we and we uh we would have like a bunch of repeat juniors on our team, and all like every weekend we would just tell us big. Like, oh yeah, we're going to Canada. And
3: and school would be like, Oh, for what? And they're like, oh, just a visit. We're going
0: plans. for the Poutine. <laughs> yeah, like, college visits.
3: I'm, I'm 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 getting offers.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting offers. I'm I'm doing a recruiting visit. Uh, <laughs> Quebec City. Yeah. <laughs> the the Great White North. Even though there's like no snow here. Oh, there's snow.
3: <laughs> there's snow where I am. I'm like, I'm, I'm. Oh,
2: there's snow. I think the guy across the street's skiing right now you know
3: <laughs> yeah if i open my
1: window right now i'll be seeing some nice guys playing baseball outside
2: um, yeah how's the college life for uh for you jamie because you're in your first year right you're a freshman i am
1: freshman year at ucf um dude i've been loving it you know um i bet you are buddy dude i got placed with some random roommates and i was like a little bit nervous going in turned out to be absolute beauties yeah um, and uh it's been good you know like i go out a couple times a week. Have my fun. I get my work done. Um, All my classes are online right now. So, you know, that's not the best, but gives me more time. Gives me more time to write articles for the intermission sports. You know what I'm saying?
3: Of nice plug right there. Talking to what Crazy is. Uncle Jeff, you know, it gets more time for some crazy no, Uncle uh, Jeff will
2: make you freaking money, man. This dude, dude's all, nearly perfect. He missed one it game on was his it
1: that he started like 11 and all.
2: He went 11 and 0, and then he hit three of the four teams on his parlay. Like it was insane. I was insane. so sad
1: when his parlay didn't hit, like, because like I th- I really thought he was gonna go whole season perfect.
2: Dude, he could have, man.
1: Yeah.
2: I might bet the house on whoever he picks for the Super Bowl.
1: I might like yeah. Jeff. Jeff knows. I
2: might,
3: I might have to. Jeff I'd knows. Like, I'd like send the screenshot of of Jeff's picks like in my like my my gambling buddies group chat every week. Yeah. yeah. And they, they'd be like, no way, Washington's beating the Steelers this week. <laughs> Go, oh, the Saints aren't gonna cover against the Packers. Like, nope. Jeff knows. Jeff, that guy's been on the heater since week one.
2: Jeff's Marty McFly from uh, Back to the Future. He's just like he has the game, the book with all like the World Series like winners, and he's like flying back for the Goldie's picks.
1: Dude, he knows. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know what he does. There was a period of time where he picked the Saints like four weeks in a row, and yeah, and, they, and they came through for him every single week.
3: So, <laughs> it's crazy how ESPN hasn't even like reached out to him yet.
1: It honestly is like who barstool
3: like, betting needs to get him.
1: The fact that nobody has like given this guy a look yet blows my mind. Y-
2: you know how I posted that picture, Uncle Jeff's lock of the week? Yes, so someone said the font looked like a C, Uncle <laughs> Jeff's lock of the week. <laughs>
1: I saw that, and like if you look at it again, it kind of does look like kind
2: of look like a C. And, and, and is little, it, it didn't help you he with shirtless in the picture either. I didn't
1: say that. You picked the shirtless picture.
2: Well, it was either that one or the one outside of the gentleman's club. So I'm like, well, I can't use that.
1: <laughs> Hard Dude, yeah. I like, pulled up the picture. I was like, I was like, uh, they want, the intermission wants like a picture of you, like to go like with the articles. And he was like, all right. And he sent me like six pictures and all of them. I well, like,
3: or he's just bare ass naked in one of them like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that MG's brother? It's MG's best friend of like 40 years.
2: All right. So it counts.
1: It counts. Like, (laughs) they were running around Miami when they were like 12 years old and like they're six. So were
2: we. So were we. So
0: were we. So were we. we. That's a great story. My
1: dad dropped me and Justin. So, like, we're running late for the Heat game and we were eight years old. And we were like, oh, we really want to see like the pregame introduction and like the Heat do the thing, like with the fire and all that stuff. And we're like, there's no way we're making it in time. It's like we go park the car. So my dad's like, we're on Biscayne Boulevard in the middle of popping Miami Beach. And MG's like, go. Get out of the car. Go. Like, yeah. and, and we get out in the middle of a busy-ass street, Miami, night game. And we run up to the stadium. We go catch the intro.
2: <laughs> you saw the beach house? And like
1: MG owns it, but someone's living in there.
2: Okay, so he so still like, got it.
1: He's renting it out, but like, it's still in the Goldman family name. It's, it's
2: still there you the go. Man. Yeah. You remember when i got lost at universal
1: yes <laughs> i got in so
2: much trouble
1: dude yeah I got in
2: so much trouble we just left
1: I don't even remember like how we found only thing i remember about that day is i got free dipping dots
2: yeah you got free dipping dots well I paid like five bucks for mine
1: I got free dipping dots by accident because like because we the lady
2: talking. just kept talking to us
1: we were just talking to the lady about like whatever and then like we walked away and then like five minutes later i realized I was like I did not pay for these dipping dots <laughs>
0: So I have a question for uh, for you three. Will there be merch coming out?
2: Well, there has let's been. Let's just there has been, been chatter, some... and yeah. our gra- head graphic designer did hit me up today, asking if there would be intermission merch. And let's just say we are in the beginning stages of finding a company to make some intermission merch.
3: Also, right. a, a little plug for the uh, the girls who do Unbench. Our they friends don't... at
2: Unbench have
3: amazing merch. For sure, yeah. they they do a great job doing their thing over there, and they also write for us and do our podcast and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd wrap it. I'd wrap
1: the. I'd I'd rep an intermission sports hoodie, hundred percent.
2: we We're gonna are going gonna make them, and we're gonna have some fun ones. Let's just say there might right. be one that says "I'm eating effing chicken wings" and have a Bill's Mafia logo on it or something.
3: Yeah. Graphics on you know, the the podcast we do every week is get. It gets crazy sometimes, but the guys throw out some good good one liners in there and oh yeah. It's just merch worthy. Lock it in. So
0: so who works with like you guys work with on bench? Is that what so you guys are saying? What
2: unbenched is is unbenched is oh, unbenched. an all female um journalism network kind of. So uh, about four of their writers do stuff for us. So like Casey's their head writer. She's great. She, she's the backbone of that. And she's on our football podcast every week. She's doing a lot of articles for us too. Then we have, they have Karina who's a basketball insider. She does stuff for us. And then I've had Michaela on our podcast a few times. So like, we're, we're kind of like, we're different things, but like we work together. At least well, they work well, for us.
1: Um, no. So like you guys do that weekly podcast. Like how long do they usually run for?
2: Dude, it's bad. Yeah. It's Ooh, wow. like two hours. It's been getting worse. It's like we have to cut the last one because it just got really bad. And so like what, if you guys it, just like
1: cover like everything that kind of happened in the world of sports, or like
2: we like talk about football, yeah, we talk about football the whole practice. two hours.
1: Is there a basketball podcast too?
2: Not yet. We do ba- we do basketball episodes every once in a while, but let's just say we have that team meeting tonight, and I am pitching a couple different ideas out there. So if people want to run a basketball podcast, we're gonna do it.
1: I'd hop on the basketball pod. And honestly, I regret not hopping on the football pod. Yeah. But I feel like that would just take away from goalie stakes because I would just be telling you guys my takes. Like, on.
3: I, I think like, like we need like a thing like next season where like we just get Jeff on the Zoom for like 35 seconds. His lock he, of the week.
1: And, and he gives you the lock.
3: Yeah. He, yeah. I
2: honestly
1: love Jeff. that. And Jeff is like a very – how do I put this? He's a loud, outgoing guy. So like, he would, he'd be funny. He'd be funny on
2: it. I'll put that it on the like, Instagram hot every hot week.
1: Give us a lock. Oh, that would even that would probably be even better.
2: Just you know, let's up. start it. Let's start it this week. We're gonna need Uncle Jeff's lock of the week for both of the wild, uh, both of the conference championships. That's what's gonna happen.
1: I'll run it by Jeff. I'll see what he
2: says. We gotta run it by Jeff. Yeah. Harsha, what do you plan on doing after your junior career is over? What are you thinking oh, right now? Geez, uh, I mean the goal. You're is about to, to play. age out soon, right? What's the I have another year. I have you have another year. year. Yeah.
0: Um, the goal is to play Division One. I mean, that's what everyone wants, but obviously that chance is very slim, right? Fourth, and, and you know, then you look at then you look at D three, and D three is like that's very D3's slim is hard, as well. Too. Yeah. Um, but right and, now I have a. Yeah, D three is great hockey, and it's. Yeah. I mean, Jamie's brother plays D three hockey
2: right now. At ACHA or NCAA. He played, NCAA. He played at
1: Plymouth Ooh. for two years, and um, it like really it wasn't really working out for him, so he came home and he goes to FCU now.
2: There we go. And
1: he's playing there.
0: Yeah, so it's it's tough, but I I mean for me, I'm at the point in my life where, I I care about the level but there's only so much pride that I take. Like, yeah, even if I make a D3 team, I don't want to ride the bench and just, I just, I want to play. And Mm -hmm. so for me, like I've been looking at a lot of club D1 teams because those are some good teams. Like um, right now, which is even.
1: If I have any advice to you, go where you're wanted.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a big thing for me too. So where I'm wanted. At
2: at this point, it's like. Are you picking the school based on, like, what you want to study or based on, like, the teams?
0: I'm picking the school. Right now, my top choice is Liberty University. Um, okay. They're they're more Catholic Christian school. It's in um, Jersey,
3: right? Very, very
0: Catholic Christian school. Very Yeah. Um, And, no, they're in Virginia. Um, okay. But not a lot of teams have – like, I want to go into sports management. You know, I, that, that's just Brock. what I want to do. Yeah, I, I wanna do something in the sports world, whether if it's journalism or or just like podcasts, something in the sports world. Um, and Liberty is a good club program that knows what they're doing. Um, they get a lot of people at games. So when I spoke to them, um, they said that depending on how many fans they have, besides the COVID year, I mean, their barn has 8,000 seats, 7,000 seats. And depending on how many people come, if they make all their profits and whatever, tuition can be given back Okay. Um, to where it's almost like you're playing in NCAA hockey. And even a, even a couple thousand off is really good because, you know, you don't really want to be paying. But, I mean, that's what you've been doing all your life has been paying for hockey. Um, yeah. But they have sports management. I visited the campus. And uh, every year they do a prospects camp. And so that basically, I almost, I almost attended that last year, but I knew I was playing junior. So I told them I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go. Um, but they have club D1, club D2, club D3. Um, yeah. You got oh, Jamie might know, him, but you know, Evan Enrich. Yeah. You know of him. So he went to the prospect camp. They told him, Hey, um, and the prospect camp is kids that are interested so like me, kids that have already committed to the school. And then kids that are returning, whether you've committed to D1, D2, or D3 club, they have you all in the prospect camp.
1: Enrich so it's wants like to Gilmore, really, right? what? Enrich wants to Gilmore, right?
0: Yeah, he went to Gilmore. Yeah. So you go into the prospect camp and they basically tell you, hey, if all of these kids were to come this year or based off of what is what, based off who's coming this year, this is where you would end up. Okay. So I'm going to go to the prospect camp this year. If they tell me, hey, you could make the club D1 team um, and be in the lineup or, you know, that that always changes just like through international kids and stuff. But if I really feel confident with the coach, I might just go play club next year and just why spend the extra money playing another year of juniors. Okay. Um, and then if not, they say, hey, you you would make the D2 team. Um, you still have another year of juniors. Um, so go play your last year of juniors um because you'll never get that back and you'll I mean I don't want to use one of my years as one of my college years of eligibility just sitting on the bench so and I mean, then I if that's that,
1: man, like if you even like playing another year of juniors you're extending your hockey career by yeah by a year, you know what I'm saying
0: yeah and it's not like I really have like I don't have any injuries where like I only have five years six years like I don't really have too many serious injuries So and I still love the game because most of the time, like people just either want to go to college or just not play because they don't love it anymore. And, you know, I've always just been like, I never forced myself to make a tier two team this year. Um, I was happy with playing premier hockey. And I mean, like going into right now in the bubble, like I have five games, four points, like almost a point per game where I'm at. And I'm playing. I'm playing 18, 19 minutes. PK specialist. That's just and I I love the game yeah and um at some point like if i i don't know like if i play club like if it's really like i something seriously injures myself and like oh yeah like i would only play club d3 i can play anywhere in the country club d3 i can go back home and use my florida scholastic and play d3 hockey i can go to ucf and play a club d3 um would
2: you consider going back to florida like wheeling it with holman at ucf i if there is a
0: school to go to, it would
2: be UCF, 100%. And it wouldn't even just be,
0: like, just for the people. I mean, like, the people is a big thing. But yeah. the school is, if there is a school, yeah, it's big. But if there's a school to go to, like, I don't feel like I would fit it. I don't feel like I fit in at FSU. I don't have the grades to go to UF or UM. Maybe FGCU just because they're I mean if I was to continue like playing club
1: hockey or From something From a hockey like, standpoint they FGCU have a really good is probably the best spot in Florida. FGCU they have a really wins, good like team.
2: every year they're D2. They team win
1: natties every single year, like in yeah. whatever division they're in. Yeah. You
0: well take- I don't know I don't know if Jamie's still or I don't know if uh Justin's still playing if he's is he playing at FGCU?
1: Yeah he's playing. He's-
0: yeah. So a big thing why they win every year is just because they get like you look at their roster and their last like teams where they've played. Um, it's guys that have that just either struggled at the D3 level that weren't getting minutes, guys that have struggled at the D1 level that just want to come back home and enjoy a nice school
1: and like and, and nice yeah. weather. And That's it's just crazy, me. Justin tells me that there's kids on the team that are like 18 years old, and there's kids on the team that are 28 years old.
0: 28. There you go.
1: Like, it's I mean, a race. It's a range it's a it's a mixed group but um it's a good group and like they can play like at the end of the day like these kids grew up the same as we did playing hockey every day and um they can play like if what for whatever reason if they didn't work out in d3 or d1 or juniors or wherever they came from they can yeah. still play you know yeah.
0: and, I'm, and i'm glad that people who are just not doing the best at school because like a lot you see a lot of people that like they go to a school for the hockey and then if they're not playing hockey, they're like, well, what the fuck am I doing? And yeah, what am I
1: doing here? Yeah.
0: What am I doing? And I mean, I don't like I just see it through plenty of people. So I want to go to a school that if I mean the best advice I've ever gotten was when I was touring Avon and they said, Justin, you broke your leg today. And I was like, What? And he said, Yeah, you broke your leg today and you have to stay at Avon. Would you be here? And I was like, I don't know. I I maybe not. I probably only would come here for hockey. And he was like, yeah, like, the coach was like, yeah, choose the school because of the school. Don't choose it because of the sports. Because That's that's definitely
3: what gets discounted in college because, I mean, like, you know, like, okay, you're a D3 kind of player. Like, when even, like, as, like, a non-athlete, like, I was choosing schools and I knew that I wanted to do athletic training when I headed in school. And they pretty much ended up, like, cutting the program kind of. Yeah. Now I do sports journalism, like, like – what you want to do like as a college hockey player is very important if you know you're not going to make the pros like if like it, like like some kind of pro hockey or something like that like you need to have a backbone like of like a a major that like you think you can enjoy yeah
0: like, that's like the most
3: important part um like that's like the most important part of like like college itself is like the school and like d3d1 like still like if it if all else fails like you have like a, a career behind you
1: Facts. You're an, you're a student athlete, not an athlete student. You know, like I heard someone say that a while back, and I was like, you know what? That's facts. Like, yeah, you're, you're there for school first. Like,
0: because especially the D three level and even D one. Like, when you're a senior, you're like you're graduating and you're going to work. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, very few people are like gonna stick it out and go play like, like terrible semi pro
1: beyond college at that,
0: at that. Like you're in college. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. So. Exactly. Well, I do want to like. I eventually want to stay in New England, so that's why I'd want to go to college in
2: New England. I think my biggest advice for picking schools was so obviously I got the best of both worlds because luckily the school that had the best journalism program in Canada also happened to be in the best city in Canada. So not only did I get to move to Toronto, but I'm also in a top program with like a lot of good connections. So I think it's like if you find like a plate. This is for anyone out there. If you kind of find a school. That fits your needs. So like for Ryerson, number one in sport media, number one in journalism. I'm in the journalism program, but a lot of the sport media kids are my friends too. Like if you have people, like you should talk to them. Like let them if they go to that school, like find out what connections you can get there and like what the student life is and Bomber,
1: you know, I got a question. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um What's the difference between the journalism program and the sports media program at Ryerson?
2: So for sport media. Not a lot of places do sports media. I think Ryerson might be the only one. They're very hands-on with, like, everything in sports media. So you learn anything from writing to, like, running a production team for a show. Like, they know how to use the cameras. They know how to, um, like, they do audio. They do radio. For journalism, we're strictly, like, we're doing writing, video editing. We're also doing, like, podcasts and stuff like that. But they're more catered towards sports. Okay. We're more writing with like video editing and like that kind of stuff.
1: Like, well, aren't you, um, like you personally wouldn't yeah. like you be fit more for the
2: sports media one or am I I, wrong? I probably, I probably would be. So here's what happened. I didn't even know Ryerson had sport media and I got here and I found out, I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. But like the journalism programs really helped me in terms of just like being able to write. and Cause I know how to edit. I know how to do audio. The writing really helped me. And, both programs the alumni is insane like ryerson has sport media journalism but they also have other stuff in rta which is what sport media is in like do you know um adnan that, like, radio tv radio tv you know adnan something he used to work for espn and mlb network adnan Vir- Adnan verk so no this guy man. he used to work at espn he was on all the shows okay so, yeah he looks familiar so he went to ryerson yeah. for like media production. So he'd even go for sport media. And then he worked at ESPN for like 10 years. Like, you know, Bob McKenzie.
1: Yo, but again, like uh, I'm sure he's an uptime guy. Yeah. Big Bob, McKen-
2: Bob McKenzie is probably the biggest NHL insider. Went to Ryerson for journalism. Didn't even graduate. Cause he got a job, but like, that's why I chose Ryerson. Like all the bar down boys, like Jesse Pollock, DZ. yeah, Cause they all went to Ryerson. So, like, that's the kind of stuff you have to look for in a school because those are the like, because I went to Ryerson, I've met Pollock a couple times. I've talked to DZ, I've met Cabby from I was Cabby like, Presents. Oh,
1: being honest, yeah. You, Like, I'm majoring in journalism at UCF right now, and I don't see the same, like, we don't have any of that alumni. We don't have, like, where did you meet all these kids? And, like, how did you create the intermission? Like, honestly, I'm asking, like,
2: so I, I was at a different, me and another kid created another website last year because. Like we just wanted to write pro sports and eventually I left because of creative differences. And I was kind of in a bind. I'm like, I want to do podcasting. I want to do writing. I want to do video as we do now at the intermission. We do all, we do everything. We do talk right. plays, all this stuff. Yeah. So I was kind of in a pickle. I'm like, I need to get people I trust right now. We had like six, seven people. The changing moment at the intermission is when Harshaw posted his left my Lafreniere article. And we got Dalton when we got Dalton. That's when I expanded outside of Canada, that's when I reached back to you after you reached out to me, that's when I started. Now we have about 30 people in our chat. I yeah, used to be the only guy that. doing stuff at the intermission. Like Shield hit me up yesterday and like I have writers I've never met before. But no, yeah, I, guess so. I what you have to do is I became very vocal with like people at Ryerson and like outside of Ryerson. So that's why we have all these people doing like basketball. I haven't met maybe 20 of our writers.
1: Well, I think it's really cool that, like, you, you you created a team and, like, you created a website. And, like, I feel like being at Ryerson impacted that. And, like, it, like, influenced you to do that.
2: Or Ryerson is definitely – so, the journalism program had 145 people last year. We probably have 120 now. It's a really hard program to get into, which means I know most of the people in the program. It's very tight-knit. Like, you go to labs, you're doing classes with them for, like, six hours – a week, so you know all these people. So like, I have friends that are writing at like big places, right? Like, I know people working at Complex. I know people like my year. I know people at Sportsnet. The year above me, TSN. Like, that's the the good part about going to a smaller school with the programs. Like Ryerson has forty thousand kids. Yeah,
1: like I'm starting to see that hun- right now. And honestly, I'm like looking at other programs like around like the U.S. And like, I don't really see myself leaving the U.S. But like, if I needed to, like, I might and yeah, i like, think about transferring i honestly am you,
2: you guys, have to you have to find a place that like you're not a number everyone i feel like i'm at
1: ucf and like they don't like i have I like none of professors, people. if they saw me out they would not know who i was no yeah. way which like that's no way to be in my opinion like like when i went to Tilton, it was a small school and like everyone knew everyone and i loved that aspect of it and like I love that aspect of like the teachers knowing your name and like actually becoming like personal with you and like you knowing the kids on your campus. The, and the, the craziest thing about
2: the craziest thing about Ryerson is in the journalism program, you can't call the professor their last name. You have to call them their first name. I love so that. I'm I'm Alex if I was a professor. I'm just Alex. That's the kind of mentality they bring in there, and that's why I love it there. That's why I would oh, never leave.
1: I don't know. I'm I need to I need to like seriously think about what i'm doing the next couple of like,
2: years like honestly for anyone listen this is not because like ryerson's not paying for me paying me this but like <laughs> if you want to get into the sports industry go to sport media or go to journalism because the connections you make not just with like professionals like yeah i've talked to tsn people i've talked to sports net people like it's the people inside of your program because like Josh Kim was on my podcast twice. He's interviewed Craig Button, um the sports center host in, in Canada, Melissa. Like, I know people who talk to Jesse Pollock. We're getting everyone. So, like, I would find a place where you're not a number.
1: I'm definitely gonna have to do that. Um, it's getting to be that time. I kind of gotta get off soon. Yeah, but- we're gonna wrap this no up, problem.
2: but um yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for coming on this. We gotta do it again. I really like the flow of this. Great pod. It-
1: I, I want to get more. I want to be on the pod more. Like, we're gonna we're
2: gonna get you on the. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it in the meeting tonight. Even if you're not there, we're gonna get some stuff brewing.
0: Like I said, um, I'm in the bubble for another 25 days. This is oh, literally yeah. what I do. I go. I practice. I play a little golf. I just I there's a lot of free time I have, and then when I go back to Maine for some practices and playoffs, I have a seven and ten practice and I do nothing all day because I can't work anymore. So. Right.
2: If you guys need any help in any way, too, you know, just give me give me a holler. So, did we, just, did we just recruit Harsh out of the intermission? That would just happen. I have, I have, I, think I what, recruited I
0: think, myself. I, have I think that's what's time. happening.
2: All well, right. once again, another beautiful episode of the Intermission Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow everyone. I'll probably leave their links unless I'm lazy, which I'm probably lazy. So, you're not going to get their links. But make sure you hop on next time when we got the NFL football podcast. It's been your host, Alex. We'll see you guys soon.